0: All right, college basketball fans, mad about hoops is still here with you. I guess we're we're just covering the story now. That's what we're doing. We're trying to pretend to be journalists here, Evil Bald Colin. Even though we're just a couple of podcasters that love this sport, we want to see this thing get played. But you're you're listening to a couple of guys who are. We, I think our last podcast sounded a lot like we were walking back where we were both originally, where we both... Slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say, man, that's the stronger thing to do. Nobody likes someone that's going to be stubborn just because if you were sort of with us three or four days ago where this whole thing was just, we were calling it a, a hysteria, the media is trying to tell us something that isn't really there. Who wants to be a conspiracy theorist? Who wants to be cynical? I mean, this is something that... It's reached a it's reached a breaking point, right? Where you just have to rely and listen to the people that are actually experts in a subject. That's what a community is all about. We've got our expertise. We could talk you to death about sports. That's one thing we'd be good guys to talk to about. About things in the medical field, probably not your A team. Not a chance. So let's go with the World Health Organization and some of the doctors that, you know, people up at the top of the state of Ohio are been talking to. I'd like to congratulate the state of ohio where we live for being one of the one of the two states that has really been progressive and proactive about what they do with covid-19 and uh, since the last time we pod- podcasted what which was 24 hours ago 24 hours ago i mean it all it all happened and i I'm, i mean that with sincerity i am completely completely walking it back how I sounded, I sounded like this on the air in Columbus on our show a couple days ago. Yeah. And I listen back to that and I think it just sounds foolish. But you know what? The, the, the more foolish thing to do would to... Just deny. To deny, uh, yeah. deny and not jump off the cliff just because of a fear of being wrong. Things are different. I I think it's a good thing when smarter people can come in and pull you out of a certain way of thinking when that way of thinking is just incorrect, stubborn or wrong or all of the above. And I'm I, I get these people that are still tweeting me Colin saying, "Well, I mean, I'm not dead yet." Or I guess so so we're all going to die. It's like, "No." It's a selfish outlook. The idea is what do you want to die? Is that like the prize that you want at the end so you can win, knowing that, "Oh, okay, you're going to have to kill me for me to believe that this thing was right." We're hoping that nobody dies. It's about risk, right. it's about precaution, sporting events, even the NCAA tournament and all these conference tournaments it's that com- we love. It's So un- inconceivable.
1: Like when you asked me to do this podcast back in about October, I never could have imagined the roller coaster of the season first off, but just what we're going through right now, I don't think anybody could have expected anything close to that. The tournament has been canceled since the world Wars. Amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, What I, I and, co-signed everything you just said.
0: And I, I wasn't, and nor were you. We weren't doing sports radio after 9-11. And I can't imagine, no, right. and, and this is, obviously this is different, but this is a global story, and people's lives are at risk. You know, health is at stake right here. And I'm now siding with the experts who are saying and advising not to be around Giant crowds if you don't have to. Why would you go and do that if you don't have to? As much as it sucks, we all come here because we love sports. We love college basketball. It's very near and dear to us. We understand the players, too. It pains us to think of players who pour their heart and soul into this Especially the mid-majors. We had Nick Musinski on our last podcast. We're going to talk. Don't go anywhere because we had a conversation with Mike Farrelly, assistant coach at Hofstra. So another perspective about all this coronavirus stuff that's going on and the potential things that could happen as it stands when we're recording on March 12th at about 3 o'clock p.m. But he'll have great, great insight and analysis on what it's like to be a mid-major when it means a little bit more than a Duke, than a Kansas. Right. But for us as fans, yeah, man, it's it's just we want it. We don't need it. We desire it. We don't have to go sure. or our lives end, and we have no idea. Do you know anyone that's been tested? Personally, no, I do not. Yeah, no. so there's, there's part of the issue, right? I'm still, and I'm serious, man. The last, the last 12 hours, you're up to speed on this Fred Hoiberg thing. Right? Oh, I was watching with, it. In yeah, real time. You, you watched yeah. it with Nebraska. Sure. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you seen anything official from Nebraska's statement or Fred Hoiberg? And that's really all I can go off of right now is what they're going to say sure. that he actually tested for Corona and tested negative. I'm telling you, study the article and the release, what Nebraska said, all they've said is is that he was diagnosed with the flu, influenza A. And they incorrectly said in parentheses, common cold. Which is incorrect. Which that's wrong. So right. already you're like, uh, are you guys sure? And when did you find out, other than the Cleveland Clinic this morning, that said they found a test that could be done in eight hours, before it was two to three days. They have that Cleveland Clinic test already in Indianapolis?
1: That's a good question. And he
0: was out of the hospital hours later. Hours later. So you're telling me that he got a corona negative test? I haven't seen it anywhere. I'm trying to talk to doctors. I've had people. That's a funny way. I never said it like that. I you. This is a concern. The timeline doesn't set up right. This is a concern. I didn't think about that. And and people on Twitter they'll say, oh well, if you have the flu, then you can't have corona. Which is a how do you know that? I mean. I don't know. Man. We have to, all the I don't know. Be, because no, this is this is where you and I were a week ago when it was we're part of the overblown, overreacting, overreacting crowd. We were on that yep. side of the fence. All of us would be saying, "Oh, it's not even that much worse than the flu." The flu. The, That's the, the main flu, thing people are saying right the now. The flu is yeah. just as bad. So we were already acknowledging that there were two different things, two different strands of a virus. But yes. now we're just going to say that if you have the flu, you can't have corona. I'd be more worried that I've got corona <laughs> if I have the flu. You would have to get test, tested, right? I, I would think so. And
1: if they got the tests that, I mean, how did Rudy Gobert get tested that fast? That's my question. Because he got his results pretty fast after he came down with the illness. Whatever that test that the Cleveland Clinic had, they must have gotten it out there. Because it was within the eight, outside the eight-hour range.
0: Are you sh- are you sure? Do- we don't really know when he was tested. We we knew the result was reported, but how do we know when he was tested?
1: Well, he was announced out for the game early yesterday morning for illness, and then later on that night it was proven or he tested positive. And then his teammates also Maybe, tested
0: positive right away. I guess theoretically you could still go back a day or two in advance and then that morning he was still sick while the test was being conducted. He was probably tested right after he touched everyone's microphones on Monday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which yeah, that makes sense.
0: I'm trying to. Everybody is wanting to roast Rudy Gobert, and the oh. thing came out about how he was. Uh, what's he was what's being the, careless. Uh, careless? He was touching yeah. everybody's stuff. He's being careless and all that, and uh, we've all been joking about it, though. You know, yes. look in the mirror and ask yourself if you haven't, if you didn't take this serious at first. I think most of us are somewhat in that camp that didn't take it all that serious at first. It's how we are with most things, right? Things that start in other countries or on the other side of the world. We never expect any of them to reach us.
1: Well, I was like, I mean, I was a little bit younger when stuff like the swine flu and all that happened, Mm -hmm. but it was... Yeah, like H1N1 or whatever? Yeah, Yeah. I I think you kind of approached it the same because you thought, you know, all the other ones that have been in the same category have ended the same. So obviously it's not going to get too bad, but I mean... From my perspective, it's probably the worst of any of those combined at this point, and we don't even know what the peak of it could look like. Uh, but I'm just thinking, and I, I, I want to focus, focus on the basketball is that word side again? of it. Wild. It is, but I, I just the basketball side of things and how they're determining these conference champions and... Well uh, I talked about it with Mike. Hold later your, on.
0: Hold your thought. Let's take a breather. Okay. We'll get we'll get your thoughts on that and what everything basketball related with the conference tournaments, because we're gonna try to keep this one a little bit shorter and sweeter because we might be coming at you with all these updates and trying to do a few more podcasts sure. with this is this is huge stuff. We'll be here tomorrow. I mean, shoot, we were supposed to have Ohio State Buckeye basketball games, because by now you might know we work at ninety seven point one, the fan in Columbus. We're supposed to air those games. Now we've got two hour shows to prepare off the, the drop of a hat. We could do them. I mean, it's just, you ask yourself questions. What are we going to be t- talking about for those oh, two hours? we don't hours, have any other you know? sports to watch r- yeah. right now. And this kind of is the thing and it feels silly when you're when you're not talking about it. But we'll take a quick breather. We'll play the show open. We'll get your thoughts and then we'll kick it to Mike Farrelly and we'll end it with that. You'll, you'll want to hear that whole conversation, the assistant coach for Hofstra and his take on everything that's going on right now. You guys are locked in to Mad About Hoops. <laughs> to go. Lewis has been awesome. Let's
2: it go. to it. Inbounds. Turner, left side of the backcourt. Turner crossed the timeline. Throws it from high on the right. He, he makes it! it. He hit it. He hit it. Turner. It. He hit it just inside of half court. Lanes on the other wing. You find oh, oh.
0: Oh. Oh.
2: Set it in,
0: Jerome
2: oh. Basketball. This is March Madness.
1: So one of the things we're gonna talk about with Coach later on in this sec- this interview coming up is the fact of the matter is that these tournaments are canceling, but they're presenting their number one overall seeds—the teams that won the regular season title their automatic bids for the tournament whenever it decides to happen. And I was just watching the Big East one before we started recording this, and Saint. Uh, Again, Creighton was going to make it regardless. this That's besides the point. But St. Right, John's, the champ. St. John's was beating Creighton by five at halftime. That's a team you never know. It's tournament time. They could make a run and you, they could be a bit stealer. And
0: Achua I, I, is going to put that team on his back. Is that
1: right. what you're telling me right now? Maybe. EBC? Maybe. But I mean, I'm just thinking about the smaller conferences like the Big West, the Big Sky, the WAC.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. There's totally. Just, there's so many. The Ivy League. The Ivy League, it yes. Started it.
1: Harvard, who has beaten Yale eight straight times in a regular season, doesn't get a chance to go to the tournament. What an amazing stat, by the way. It's it's incredible, and it just I feel for those teams.
0: What would you do though? Are you saying that you're? Are you just pointing out that this sucks, or do you have an an option to do something different? It just sucks because
1: I don't think you'll have, and if you postpone this, I don't think you'll have enough time to fit in those tournaments.
0: It's about the NCAA tournament now. You know, we yeah. all people have their opinions about how much do conference tournaments really matter anyway. You're not getting that from us. We love no. it. It's sort of a nice precursor and a step up and a build up because we're of that way where once we get to the NCAA tournament, we know that it's going to be over sooner rather than later. So we really try to soak in conference tournament action because the tourney is still in the forefront, but yeah, I I agree with you. It sucks. About the St. John's Creighton thing, I'm, I'm just appalled and disappointed that with the climate and with everything of the last 24 hours that they would even go out and do that. I can't even believe yeah, I, can't I can't even believe, believe they it. actually
1: played the game over Every, the first. Half. The Big
0: 10 had already ceased. The big Ten ended. all right Yeah. and I, you and you're not going and you're in New York City, which is just a major worldwide hub. And they're in Indianapolis, and nothing has really been reported around Indiana yet. But New York City, where planes come in from all over the world all the time, and I don't even know what the you know real-time you know flight statuses are in New York City, but are you kidding me? Well, you the- go out there and play that first half just
1: to call it? The MAC, not the Mid-American Conference, the... M- Mi- the, the MAC. I don't even know what it stands yeah. for anymore. Yep. Um, but mid-Atlantic, they, they were like, you know, up until about 30 minutes before their first tip off. They're like, you know, we got to have discussions with our school presidents. Like we're feeling the pressure, feeling the pressure. You should just already do it. The rest of the nation's doing it. Yeah. Like, what was taking you so long to make the decision? I just and I saw the MEAC also started one of their games today. Oh, I don't know how Lavelle that finished.
0: Moten. Well, Lavelle would get to go. NC Central's coach. That's right. He would get to go because they're the top seed. And they would—they deserve to go for right now. I, and Norfolk State was the, the best three can seed, do. was hosting the
1: tournament, and would had a total advantage going through that tournament.
0: Were they just randomly hosting it? Yeah. It they was were, just in their yeah, city? It was just in their city. Maybe at the Norfolk Scope Arena? I think that's a, exactly what it was. Which is a place I've been to. Yes. My dad, by the way, quick sidebar, my dad would take me all over the state of Virginia to high school state championships. It was my favorite thing that we ever did together. Every year was just sort of a tradition from when I was maybe eight years old on to when I graduated from high school or when I moved out to Utah. We would just go to the Final Four in the state championship game. And they usually always had it in either Richmond, Norfolk, or you know Hampton, Newport News area. Charlottesville, I guess. And uh, Liberty held sure. one. Lynchburg, Virginia held one. That, but speaking, that
1: speaking of high school basketball, you got to feel for the kids too because oh, it's God. affecting them too. Of course. And th- those are kids that might not have ever played the sport at a competitive level ever again. I know. That's awful. Can't we
0: delay that, too? Why do we have to cancel? I don't
1: know the specifics, especially here in Ohio yet, but I do know they, they canceled spring sports or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. It's I don't know if, it's settled, to public, if they're going to
0: decide it. But, to public. The latest with Ohio State is all spring sports are canceled for the public. Duke and Kansas, Incredible. they've taken the step to suspend all athletic Activity yeah. and travel. See, that's what they're makes, not playing anything was, for the time that's being. That's what
1: makes things we haven't even t- discussed that because now that completely puts the NCAA tournament as a whole in jeopardy because you have two of your top teams that won't even play in it unless if you postpone it at I
0: think, this point. I think it's good that they did it. Yes, I, agree. I think it's good that they did it because that now it forces puts, their hand, it forces the NCAA to push back. Which, look, they were going to have to do that. I mean, let's just take a a look around. Take a look around. They had no choice. You're at a point now where this is the protocol, this is what everyone's doing. We gotta come together as a people and just agree and under not asking you to agree, wrong word. Understand. That's it. Try to find one shred of of understanding in your fibers, in your bones, of why they've got to do this and why we just we've gotta keep some safe distance. If you don't like the word quarantine because it sounds too much like sure. I Am Legend or Outbreak <laughs> or The Crazies or whatever, pick your favorite Outbreak movie. Which, by the way, I can't find the heart to pick one up Pick one up right now. No. I don't want to see Dustin Hoffman <laughs> right now. No, but. You, you just saw an NBA player get it and immediately
1: give it to a teammate. It. Yeah. I mean, that should be all you need to see right there because that is a total liability <laughs> thing. Tom Hanks time. has it. Tom Hanks yeah, has it. Yeah, that was incredible. National treasure. He and Rita Wilson. They're down in Australia, I think? They're yeah. They're, like, quarantined They're alone? Stuck there, yeah. Yeah, that's awful.
0: I could think of worse things than being stuck in Australia. Well, you're probably right. Yeah, you know, right. Ra- I'd probably rather be there than here. We're- <laughs> they can't be panicking as much as we are. <laughs> that's.
1: Well, I, I mean, don't they have it. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know.
0: They might be the first people in Australia to have it. I don't know. They might have brought it down there. I have no clue on that. Which, again, is part of the reason why it's just better to not take your trips for... Until this dies down. Until this dies down. It's the
1: most... It's the most responsible thing to do.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it, it's it's crazy. The conference tournament things, like that's that's done. But we're just in a holding pattern, just in a holding pattern for the NCAA tournament. And we're going to talk a lot about that when uh, we kick it to our interview here and what our thoughts are and what the options are. We certainly would like to play. We understand we can't do it right now. And yeah, that that Kansas Duke thing, I think, does play a, a big factor in that you'll maybe start with postponement. This isn't even just...
1: I mean, just not even looking at it just as college basketball right now. All of sports are coming to a stop. All of it. Like, it's just going to be a complete reality shift for everybody involved. I don't know what I'm going to do with my time.
0: Well, there's... (laughs) Esports, <laughs> you're right. There's Twitch, there's YouTube, there's Netflix. There's you got a lot of movies to catch up on, my friend. You're right. A lot of movies. You know what? My gonna hand make might be forced. List.
1: My hand might be forced here.
0: I mean, we can't, don't even have the time to get into them right now. But think of a movie, Evil Bald Colin has not seen it. All right, we'll take a quick breather. When we'll the podcast with our conversation with Mike Farrelly, assistant coach for the Hofstra Pride. We love mid majors. He said he doesn't mind the term mid-major, so that's two for two for guys we've talked to the past couple of days. They love it. They know it. And they are dying to play in the NCAA tournament. So quick pause. You guys have Mad About Hoops. All right, Evil. We got another cool guest to talk to here on Mad About Hoops. The whole sport is just on standby right now. Conference tournaments have been dropping like flies We are coming to you on March 12th at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And Mike Farrelly is an assistant coach for the Hofstra Pride who are going to the dance. Coach, thank you so much for giving us some time today. Is your head spinning from all of this right now?
2: Uh, Well, guys, well, first, thank you very much for having me with you. Uh, Glad to be here. And, yeah, it's been – imagine the whirlwind, right? So you're the number one seed – uh, going into your conference tournament, the only chance you have to make the big dance uh, for the, for your school's first time doing it in 19 years is to win three games in three days. You pull that off uh, for the first time in 19 years, and the first time in my coaching career. And uh, and then you hear the NBA is getting canceled last night. All the conference tournaments—it's just been a, a whirlwind of—I uh, don't even know if it's two, three, four, five things that this is uh, that I've been going through this, but it's been wild.
0: So, Coach Fairley, Colin was just looking at a tweet from Jeff Goodman. Everyone knows him. He does a great job covering college basketball. And I was hoping that it would go this route. And he was saying what, Colin? That 10 coaches, do you have have that right there? Yeah, so about 10 coaches mentioned that Selection Sunday will go on
1: as planned, postpone the tournament, and continue to monitor the situation. They've all talked about it, and they agree on this.
2: Where are you with that? you know what guys I, to be honest i think that's the perfect solution and i've kind of been saying this for for a couple of days if it needed to get to this point but let everybody have their selection Sunday. And, the, you know, not just, you know, we know we're going to the tournament, we earned that, but to see your name on that big screen, I remember from my days as a player, it was such a big moment and such a big time. For these other schools, you know, I think about Rutgers. Rutgers hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since 1991. You know, it's, it's a big moment for, for them and that program and for what they've done. So at least to have that moment, I think, is huge and very, very important. And then you continue to monitor the situation. We don't, we don't know where all this is headed. Is it going to get uh, crazy and, and so much worse in the next couple? weeks maybe or maybe not right and obviously if it gets worse then you cancel it if it gets better and uh, then you can still have it and, and you continue to monitor it so i think that's the way to go you know is it a two-week delay a three-week delay who knows uh, that's for smarter people than i to uh, to figure out and to determine but uh, i think that's the the best move that the ncaa can do right now
0: i i am completely with you this is all so wild and uh I see it with the major conference tournaments that are happening right now, and they're supposed to finish through Sunday. We're, like, right at the – we're just at the peak of this thing. And I heard one of our other hosts saying it's really the Jaws factor, where if there's one shark attack, maybe you stay open for a while, but when it gets to two and three, then you have to close your beaches. And with all all these conference tournaments and professional sports leagues shutting down, there just isn't a timeline to get these conference tournaments right now done. But for the big event that everyone's wanting is the NCAA tournament – especially for for you coach and your team this is a bigger deal for you guys that come from conferences like the CAA this is everything to you I would want to see this thing played at all costs the other thing you got to take notice like you said the pro leagues are suspending they aren't straight up canceling just yet right
2: yep absolutely and and you know what I'm a big NBA fan but uh, no one cares about the NBA in March, <laughs> not even the players, not even True. the players and coaches. They just want to get to the playoffs at this point, you know? So for them a couple of weeks off, and you cancel a couple of games. Uh, I don't know. I don't mean to sound harsh, but it's not as big of a deal versus we build up all year for this. And for these couple of weeks and your whole career, and your whole life to, to get to this point. Um, you know, even, you know, I think Coach Izzo said something this morning, like, oh, God, I think they should just cancel it. I'm like, you know, you know what, Tom Izzo, you go to this tournament every year. <laughs> you're spoiled a little bit. Yeah, you're just come to, on, you're man. You enjoy this every year. Not everybody gets to, to feel this way uh, every single year. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just think suspending things is the is the right move at this point and uh and then it you know it allows people to do further analysis as to to what we need to do going forward can you now know your field and you test all these athletes moving forward to make sure that nobody has it? things of that sort again that's that's for smarter people to to figure out but i think that's the right move to uh to suspend it you know just put things on pause for a second before uh before canceling things
1: so one of the outcomes with all these tournaments being canceled is that you're seeing a lot of these conferences anointing their number one seeds or whoever won their regular season to be their representative as their automatic bid. Now, obviously, you guys don't have to do that. You won your conference tournament. But could you just put yourself in the shoes of teams that are in those other leagues and just how, I don't know, weird that has to be while it might be the right decision? It does feel weird.
2: It definitely does. You know, I think the one thing about it is it's so hard to win three games in three days, in some situations four games in four days, and at least at this point, if it goes down this route, that the teams that had the best regular season, which is, you know, a couple of months long – gets to represent their conference that way. I, I think it's a decent way to do it overall, you know, what the Ivy League was doing up until a couple of years ago. You know, whoever wins the regular season gets to go and represent. And like I said, it's, it's, you know, more of a testament to what you've done over a few months rather than what you do over the course of a weekend. So I don't mind that. Is it ideal? Certainly not. But under these circumstances, you know, you're rewarding the team that did the best in the regular season, and I wouldn't have an issue with it. We're
0: talking to Mike Fairley. You guys can tell he sounds like a really cool guy. We we love programs like his that are coming into their form at the right time, and they're getting their their special shot to go to the greatest sporting event that we have in the NCAA tournament. And we're all trying to figure out how we can possibly be safe and still delay and figure out a way to get this thing in. He's Mike Fairley from Hofstra, the assistant basketball coach. And Mike, I'm I'm uh. Starting to become fascinated by like if I was on a team of people that would be in on logistics and how we could get this done. Here is like what I've been thinking. So you've got these the power the power conference teams. I would say let's let's use this as an opportunity for the NCAA to ease up a bit, to loosen up on things. They're usually wound t- wound up tighter than a drum on. Grant waivers. (laughs) Guys might be graduating here soon. Guys might want to start prepping for the NBA draft for the bigger schools. But you know what? Like if they if they want to play for Duke or Kansas or whatever and we can delay this, maybe it's a month. I'd rather have April Madness or May Madness than no madness at all. And I know there's events that would come into play with agents and drafts. But can't we just. Say, let's just try to get this done home sites, even where you have to go to the higher seed. I know that would be less fair for you uh, being, you know, with Hofstra, you're probably going to be the 13 or 14 seed, but Mm -hmm. can we do whatever we can to try and figure this out delaying?
2: You know what I mean? Absolutely. Believe me, I was the kid in uh, seventh and eighth grade. You know, I mean promise with my mom. I said, you know, if I, go, if I have perfect attendance in at school, can I stay home for the first two days of the NCAA tournament and uh, get into playing it twice as a player? You know, uh, yes. there, there, there might not be a bigger fan of the NCAA tournament than me. And obviously, they, you guys sound the same way. So, yeah, I'm completely in agreement with you. And you know what? they're already going to limit fans, right, You know who we are going to play. If it was going to go on as, as hell next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was going to be you know your team and 100 parents and you know family and that type of thing. So you can still do that. And the thing is, you know, we're talking about arena dates, and this. well, we don't need big arenas anymore. You know, And not to say that we need to play it at Hofstra, but you're going to be able to find an arena where you can have – you know, 500 people there and two teams and and get after it versus saying, oh, well, we need to get the Georgia Dome for the Final Four. If they're not going to allow fans, we we don't need anything like that anyway. So I think if they delay it by a couple of weeks, if if they know what the field is like and they say, hey, you know what, let's take two weeks, three weeks, a month. Like the National Junior College Tournament just announced that they're going to try to play on April 20th instead of this upcoming Monday. Okay, I Uh, didn't see that. Yeah, so, you know, they're delaying things by a month, which I think is a great move. You know, you're going to be able to find facilities for it and places that would want to host it uh, in these situations. It's going to give plenty of time, I think, to, to work out the logistical things. And, again, without, you know, the thousands and thousands of fans that would be attending these, uh, these major events, and these major games, especially, you know, you get to Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Fours. If it's not going to be played with fans, then, you know, there's a lot more facilities that will be able to host and, and accommodate the NCAA and hopefully uh, get to play this tournament at some point.
1: I know we can do all the speculation on what it would be like if it does get postponed and whatnot, but I'm just curious. We didn't really see a whole lot of these mandated no fans in the stands games today, at least. Just putting we yourself saw in that half be- of well, the Big
0: East, we did. Yeah, but, but
1: putting yourself in that <laughs> position, if you had to play games in that scenario, how different is that going to feel?
2: Well, guys, you know what? I actually think it might help us, right? Because you already mentioned we're going to be a 13 or a 14. And, uh, you know, I know you guys probably don't see a ton of uh, CIA games, but there's a couple of road teams that we play that don't get great crowds. And uh, we're used to not playing in front of uh, thousands and thousands of people versus when every time Duke plays, you know, there's 10,000 people in the building. So right. it would affect the big schools more, more than it might affect us. You know, we play in front of a couple of really small crowds where it's only a few hundred people versus, you know, it's a sellout every time that Villanova and Duke play. So uh, I don't know. I think it could have a bigger effect some of those guys not playing with much uh, much of an atmosphere, uh, but certainly that, that remains to be seen.
0: That's that's really a good way to look at it. I mean, if you think about it, like we were just talking about, logistically, you don't need the bigger venues, and they they had already alluded to this. That was in Mark Emmert's first release that they're going to already look to getting out of the big. NBA arenas, and I think Lucas Oil was one of the regional finals, because there's always one that gets ready to host the final for the next year, so too many football yep. stadiums, in my opinion, but that's that's the way we go. 60,000, 70,000 will buy tickets, and there you have it. But you would, you would maybe say you're a 14, playing a three-seed Louisville or something, and then you go and get to play at an empty Louisville gym or practice, whatever, practice facility, the local Y in uh, Kentucky. Right. <laughs> and then you'll have a uh, f- high school, yeah. exactly. Ohio- yeah, yeah, our Ohio State Buckeyes went in there and kicked them around in the closed-door scrimmage. That's what everyone's saying. It's like the closed-door scrimmages part due. But I, t- I saw this tweet yesterday, and Colin, you too. I don't know if you saw this. Someone said, with all this going on, why don't we go down? And I don't know if you've ever been here, but if you love the movie Hoosiers, this place is a must-see. It's still there. The gym, Hickory's Gym from Hoosiers, is in Knightstown, Indiana. It's about 10 minutes away from Steve Alford, where he grew up in Newcastle. And she suggested play the final four at the Hoosier gym, which seats maybe – it seats enough to have all those quote-unquote essential people. That would just be amazing to me to see something happen. Let's, let's try to score on a unique opportunity while we're in dire situations here.
2: Exactly, you know, and, and I'm following some East Coast people on on Twitter, and they're all saying. To and I played my college ball in Philadelphia. They're all saying, play at the Palestra, you know, uh-huh. One of the uh, oh, kind of yeah. like story oh, yeah. grounds of uh, of college basketball. You know, why not uh, have an experience like that? Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I think they'd be able to make it happen. and could make for a special experience. Obviously, you're going to want to comedy for television and all that stuff. I'm, the, I'm sure if it does get played at CBS and TNT and True T V and all those are going to need those games on, but. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, playing at any special place like that. Uh, you know, they could tell us to go play at Rucker Park out here in, uh, oh in New York, and I'd be, uh, I'd be okay with that. I've Let's actually, just, uh, I've had get, thoughts, get games in.
0: I've had thoughts about that of college hoops doing something cool, associating Rucker Park. I think that would be neat, Mike. Your gym at St. Joe's, though, smaller than the Palestra. I think the Palestra is more than we need.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. St. Joe's, uh, man. They're probably thirty-five hundred now. You know, oh, yeah. uh, Palestra might be up to seven, eight thousand. I forget exactly what the number is. My people in Philly will crush me for that for not remembering the exact, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh, exact uh, what, the, what the Palestra holds. But uh, but yeah, you know, so one of these arenas is going to be going to be plenty to uh, to do that. So I think the NCAA will have plenty of choices, and plenty of availability to uh, to do something if uh, if we're able to.
0: Palestra is eighty-seven twenty-five, eight thousand
2: seven twenty-five. There you go, man. uh, Good number. I'll have to burn that into the brain.
1: So I just want to talk about a game that you guys played this year because I think every time I listen to somebody talk about UCLA, the one thing they mention is that they played Hofstra. They lost to Hofstra. How was that experience playing out there in Poly getting that W?
2: Uh, it was amazing. Uh, and believe me, I see it every time on, on Twitter people are complaining about them losing to us in and I was like, Hey, we're actually pretty good. Come on guys, give us a little bit of credit <laughs> out here. But uh no, you know what it was amazing. Just going into a gym, a historic place like that, and you see, you know, John and Nell Wooden Court. And you're looking at all the banners with Kareem and Walton and all that stuff. I, I'm sorry, Lou Alcindor, not Kareem at that point. But uh, just an amazing place, an amazing program, and obviously complete respect for what uh, Coach Cronin did out there You know, this year for you know, re- kind of rallying the troops after our game. Uh, did an amazing job. Ended up winning Pac-12 Coach of the Year. But to be able to pull off that win was an amazing experience and really catapulted our guys, just the confidence that it kind of brought. We had, had a great game plan. Going into that, you know, they're bigger and taller and more athletic, but we thought we might be able to space them out, and, you know, beat them off the bounce a little bit, space the floor with some of our shooters. And the guys executed the game plan and to do something like that in that environment was uh, was awesome and obviously would give us some uh, some confidence heading into this tournament to play another team uh, of that stature if uh, if we get the chance.
0: So I know uh, you're probably having a great time with this with this program under Coach Mihalik, but you're, I was talking to your associate athletics director when I was, you know, booking booking a guest from your program here. And he said, I want to offer you Mike Farrelly because, you know, head, head coach is super busy right now. There's a lot going on. Not that you're not, but, I mean, look at that as a good thing. You get the opportunity to talk with guys like us on these podcasts. So you, you've got to enjoy that, that part of your job. He said you're the mastermind behind what this team has accomplished. And let me tell you, we, we here have expanded beyond simple bracket pools where we get full in nuts on this and we draft players. And we have a stipulation where we have to have a player from a 13 seed or higher. So I'm wondering, is it Bowie or is it Pemberton? Which way Mm. should we go
2: right there? And And I'm sorry, is it just based off of points? Yes, it's
0: just points and how long that team stays in the field. Exactly.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I've, uh, before I got, I got into coaching Division One, I played in a couple of these as well. So I know the, uh, awesome. I know the strategy. Yeah, you know, you and Elijah are both about eighteen and seventeen a game. So it kind of depends on uh, on each one uh, on the game by game basis. But I'd say they both be uh, both be very good picks in uh, in that draft because we like to score. We run up and down and shoot a lot of threes and score a lot of points. So. Uh, I'm the mastermind behind a defense, and that only works uh that only works sometimes. Thankfully it worked enough this weekend in the CAA tournament. But uh but well, yeah, either of those guys might be might be a good uh, good pick in the draft. At
0: least you got him there. At least you got him there. So uh exactly. Mike Farrelly, everybody, assistant coach for the Hofstra Pride. Luckily, these guys got their conference tournament in and they can sit pretty and and hope for some good news that, like you said, just the imagery and the show. Selection Sunday. And uh, Colin will tell you, that's my favorite day of the sports year. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's my favorite day, and then comes the first and second rounds of the the tournament, because we don't have the tournament until we have that field released and the excitement of the next four days while you get ready for it and get ready to take the trip and travel. So, hey, we're all hoping and praying that this thing goes away where we can delay and postpone and still have teams like Hofstra – Teams like Belmont all get their shot to play. Thanks so much for the time,
2: Coach. Oh, absolutely, guys. Appreciate the uh, opportunity to be on with you.
0: Yep. Thanks a lot, Coach. All right, college basketball fans, I hope you really enjoyed this edition of Mad About Hoops. Evil Bald Colin has already sauntered out of the studio. I think he got scared or that I didn't use enough hand sanitizer in the last five minutes of action. So he just walked out and I'm supposed to just end the show right now. So please, please, please tell all your college hoops, loving friends, go and search mad about hoops on any of their favorite podcasting platforms. They will find us there. Give us a review, give us a rating, tell us what you think. And we'll be here, tournament or no tournament, to break it all down and give our thoughts with this coronavirus situation. So until next time, you guys be safe out there. We will see you. It's Mad About Hoops.